This is Mike Valentine with Fury Pro Wrestling, and you're listening to Big Gold Belt Podcast. Hello once again, everybody. It's your boy Will Mahoney here with our boy Two Chains on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Once again, how's it going tonight, Two Chains? Very good, my man. Very good. How you doing? All right, hanging in there. Starting off another week here, and we're getting into some action tonight. With a, we got a new guest and a new a new company, a new federation, a new flavor that's starting to come around that you personally have checked out. So we're gonna get. Get into something new here this week. We got Mike Valentine with us here of Fury Pro Wrestling up in Maryland joining us. How are you doing tonight, Mike? I'm doing pretty good, man. Awesome, awesome. Now, two chains, you probably should take the lead on how we're going to start getting into things <laughs> since you are more familiar than I yeah. am. <laughs> well, well, first off, I'll say I definitely want to say thank you to Mike um, for uh, definitely creating uh, a relationship that we had as far as uh, helping us be a part of Fury Pro. It was a phenomenal time in Rockville, Maryland. Um, it was very good to uh, be part of that atmosphere. Now, granted, People may not have heard of Fury. Um, they've only ran one show as of now. The second show we'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about both shows tonight. Um, but Mike is not new to this game. He's been around for a long time. And being in that locker room and in that atmosphere proved exactly what it is. Very professional um, from the staff to the all the talent that was booked. I mean, it was absolutely a ball. And I mean, like. At the point where the show was over, I was just like, man, can I like sweep or something? Like, I just want to do more. It was just such a good feeling. So I just definitely wanted to take some time out to say thank you for letting me be a part of that. Yeah, no problem, man. It was great having you there. So, so let's 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 catch people up with you. Now, I I I I've been saying this um in our pre-meeting notes with Will um all night tonight that like your background goes really far back, and I don't even know where to even start. Uh, which I, I definitely want to open it up to you, but you've been around this wrestling business for a long time and you've created uh, relationships and partners with all types of people. I mean, your name seems to be on promotions that I did. I didn't even have any clue about, but and not only just that, but building your own and building, um, you know, something uh, very revolutionary too, especially with a uh, uh, fight pro wrestling um, and, and with fight TV, which I think is something that, um, if you know, once we talk about, it, you'll you'll notice that a lot of other uh, companies have kind of mirrored and mimic off of that something you've done a, a while. So, but yeah, let's 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 definitely get to know you. When when did this all start from you? When was your groundbreaking moment in the wrestling business? Oh man, so we're probably going back to about two thousand seven, two thousand eight, I believe. <laughs> See, I was at 11. See, <laughs> yeah, I was doing this for about 11 years, I think. <laughs> yeah, I got a. I had a, yeah. a good friend of mine actually. He uh, he comes to all the shows and everything. Helps me out with everything. He um, I met him in college at the time, and he had told me that he is also an independent wrestler and knew that I loved wrestling. I've been watching since 1991. Like, but my first uh, introduction to anything professional wrestling was uh, Macho King Randy Savage coming out and hitting Ultimate Warrior with a scepter to allow nice. uh, Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter to win the title. And I was so angry. <laughs> that was like my very first thing wrestling related. And since then, I've been hooked. <laughs> That's a so, tremendous Royal Rumble. So you got a very good start. Good job. Good job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I, I meet him in college and he tells me that he's an independent professional wrestler. And at this time, I didn't really know much about like what an actual independent was so he invited me to come up to one of his shows and i just thought it was like the most amazing thing i'd ever seen it was a uh, for maximum championship wrestling out in uh, the delaware area right okay uh while i'm up there of course i start asking questions you know what can i do how can i get involved and it just so happened 
they were looking for somebody to take over filming and editing of their shows mm. because uh, they were about to get rid of whoever they were using at the time. Um, <laughs> and it just so happened that at the time uh, when I was in college, I was training to do television production. So I knew exactly how to run a camera. I knew how to edit and knew how to do all of it. So stepped in and just started out with all of that. Did a color comment. Well, play by play commentary actually. Uh, ran the show MCW Rewind for them for several years. Um, and yeah, like uh, Massive Mike, the promoter over there, and nothing but super helpful with me. I still talk to him actually on a daily basis. Um, we just, you know, degrees and whatnot. And uh, whenever a show comes, I'll ask him for some advice on you know, how to promote, how to do things. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice little tight-knit community there. Right on. It's, it's always good to still be a student to the game and um and you know uh networking and giving back and or just you know still lending the ear to others i think definitely keeps your um it keeps your craft sharp and it also uh, provides very constructive criticism and i think that's something that um breeds success for the future um so so that's how you got started um that's your that was your interest now you're you're still helping here and you're in college so i'm going to assume in college that meant you were probably a broke college student trying to make ends meet there's maybe <laughs> a minimum income coming in here with this but when did the gears start turning that maybe you can do something um well, it was interesting because uh i was helping out with mcw um like i said not the uh what's it called maximum championship wrestling mm-hmm. you know the, the letters are all over the place and yeah right? yeah yeah you, you, you kind of need to like decipher which ones they are especially yeah. in this area right yeah. um so i'm helping them out with everything and uh the massive mike the guy who ran the promotion his uh like his real world job started becoming so demanding that the you know he wasn't able to have as many shows um, in the process of that, another company out in the Delaware area called Power Pro Wrestling started really picking up steam and uh, using a uh, massive mics like a uh, ring and stuff like to help them out off the ground. So I was pretty much contacted because they knew that I was their pretty much camera crew. So they hit me up and they were like, hey, you know, do you uh, do you want to continue doing this? We're going to be running monthly shows. So I winded up doing that. And that's when things really started kind of really pushing forward with like being involved with everything um i do remember uh talking to them and one one of the big things that's always been on my mind and that i don't remember exactly what year i started looking into it but i remember i was watching a match on uh, i want to say it was monday night raw or something and there was a, a women's match that happened and the thing ended so fast mm-hmm. it was like under two minutes i think this was this was a while ago. This wasn't the big one that started the whole women's revolution thing, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, these women can go. Like I recognize them. I know who they are. Like these women are capable of putting on some amazing matches and no one's ever going to see this. Mm-hmm. So I actually started wondering what would it take at that time to start a promotion, to run a promotion. Because at the time I didn't know about things like Shimmer or WSU. Because again, I wasn't that big on like how far out the independent scene actually went. Mm-hmm. So in the process of trying to figure all this out, that's when I found out about Shimmer. And that was actually around their taping of like volume seven, volume eight. Okay. Um, so I actually winded up reaching out to uh, Prezak um, all the way back then. Pretty much just to tell him, hey, I appreciate everything you're doing. I'm trying to think, you know, I'm thinking about doing something along these lines as well. And we kind of started up a conversation there in a little dialogue. And Prezak has actually helped me out with some things here and there. Because my whole goal was always, let's get to a women's promotion, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Ultimately, I'm working at a television station. And I wind up meeting uh, a guy named uh, Mike Raddick, who had promoted for um, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling up in, uh, over on the uh, Eastern Shore, in like the Baltimore area, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was also wanting to start something up. Um, I knew for a fact that if I came out of the gate with a women's promotion, it was probably going to fail because I've never done this before and I needed to get my feet wet on something. So the two of us talked about it and I told him about a bunch of wrestling ideas that I had that didn't really 
couldn't go anywhere. You know, PPW wasn't taking pitches. Maximum Championship Wrestling wasn't taking pitches. So it just had all these stories kind of sitting around, right? Right, right? He heard all the stories and he was like, this is amazing. We should totally do something. So we winded up originally forming together and that's where the fight promotion first started back in 2012. Right. We ran three shows in West Virginia back then. And they were a lot of fun. I love those shows. Uh, but I very specifically remember one of the original ideas of that whole promotion. And one of the biggest stories that I told him that if we're going to do this, this is the direction I want to go. At the time, we wanted to establish title, make it into something huge, and then have a woman win it. Ah, okay. I'm thinking about this back in like 2012, 2013. Yeah, I was right? going to say, key, key word, 2012 here. Yeah, yeah. a very outside-the-box idea back then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> what ends up happening is I, uh, I, I pitched that idea to him. He loved it. We're sitting there going through the list of people of who we possibly want to use it on. And uh, I very specifically remember, because at the time, we didn't really have many women who had worked with us. It was uh, At that time, it was Jenny Rose. It was uh, Jesse Brooks. Um, Ed Pierce and uh, Kimberly. They were the only ones at that time who had actually been on one of our shows, did stuff for us. So, of course, we're looking at the four of them of who we could possibly do this with. And at the time, I had selected Kimberly. And I said, I think she's going to be somebody. She has everything. She has the look. She has the talent. She's going to go far. So we wanted to put the title on her. Unfortunately, just due to a whole bunch of outside circumstances and whatnot, we had to wind up closing up shop. So fight ended uh, mid-2013 before we were even able to debut a title. But that story has always been lingering in the back of my head, right? And uh, I remember this very specifically. Uh, I can't remember the exact year. It may have been 2015, 2016 around. And we have uh, Kimberly winds up winning the Chikara Grand Championship. <laughs> after she won that title I don't know if you guys remember or not Rolling Stone did an interview with her after that interview Mike Raddick hit me up we had already been talking we're friends right mm -hmm. he had hit me up and he sent me a link to the Rolling Stone magazine article and said you were right and we could have done this a couple of years prior <laughs> So we decided to sit down and really focus on how can we do fight? How can we get fight to work? Because we knew, okay, obviously we got the ideas. Right. We could have been way ahead of the curve on this. Um, so that was like the big motivation for us was actually Kimberly winning that grand championship. Uh, from there, we, it took us, I think, about a year and a half because we wanted to make sure we could do it right. And we were talking about getting it on TV, getting it on YouTube, getting it, like, big, right? Um, and, yeah, we, we took our time. We built a roster. We winded up uh, commissioning a title to be made. And we ran our first show in Boonesboro. Um, I believe it was July of 2016, where we did a, a title tournament. And it was an amazing building. Um, it's like a a bar slash restaurant amphitheater kind of a thing. And it was <laughs> one of the most gorgeous buildings I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, we wound up doing the title tournament and we had Tanner Reynolds win that night. Um, we, and we got the exact reaction we wanted. We, we had, uh, we had divisions in fight cause we didn't want to just be like another wrestling promotion. Now there's anything wrong with, just a wrestling promotion because i mean we're all into wrestling right we all go mm -hmm. to shows we love what we see but we wanted to do something that made us stand out so we created something called like the divisions it was the uh, technical division the grappler division and the um hybrid division each one of them ran under their own set of rules so the tournament that we did each round was a separate division match so everyone could get accustomed to what was going on and we specifically had Tanner Reynolds completely abuse the system, cheat to win, <laughs> and everybody hated him at the end. And they continued <laughs> to hate him, and it was beautiful. I loved everything about that night. Um, yeah, and from there, we uh, we just 
went forward. We wound up getting into the television studio and we started filming monthly shows. Right on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With, uh, oh yeah. And I was going to say with, with all of that, you know, just making even more connections and we, uh, I kept pushing forward the whole idea of, uh, more women on the roster, which was a big thing for me. Cause again, my whole idea and my whole mentality was a women's promotion, right? So our idea with fight was to ultimately get the roster at a 50, 50 split okay. where at every show, if there was going to be 10 matches, five of them would be women. Five of them would be men. So, so, okay. So I, I gave, I gave credit earlier about, um, be kind of being a revolutionary as far as, um, this idea, um, will fight and you're, you're breaking it down now. And also too, now I, I didn't even realize that you was ahead of the curve on, uh, wanting to give women, um, a display now from everything that you see that's going on mainstream and even on the independent scene now, women's tournaments, all women's shows, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think the representation now is where it should be? Or you think there is still plenty of more rooms to grow, uh, to grow and, uh, and, 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 and the stage still isn't adequately set for them. Oh, there's definitely always room to grow. I mean, <clears throat> everything that's going on now is great. It's amazing. And it's, uh, it all, it all started really with like shimmer and WSU and whatnot mm-hmm. with everything they were doing and promoting women's, wrestling and really putting it out there and then you know i'm happy that wwe eventually caught up to the idea of mm-hmm. oh people actually want to see the women wrestle mm-hmm. i mean it better late than never really because i mean it would be worse if they weren't doing it now <laughs> but they're doing it so that's all that matters right yeah yeah um i'm really happy and excited for the the evolution pay-per-view yeah. um you know and this this whole weird bickering that you see on social media of like you mainly see with the fans of like who actually started. I don't think any of that should even be the topic of conversation because the topic of conversation is it's happening. Yeah. You know, it's it's finally getting there and that's like the biggest thing that people need to focus on. Yeah. You know? Um, So, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I feel like there's always room to grow and there's, you know, it could always be better. It could always be bigger because the one thing too um, with, the fury pro wrestling that we're doing right now. Um, it's, it's pretty much an amalgamation of what I've been trying to do with a, a women's promotion. But about a year or so ago, after I saw how everything was moving forward, I realized that we don't need another women's promotion. We just need another wrestling promotion that really treats women as equals. Right. Right. So what, I winded up doing, especially with the way that I named Fury. And this isn't, I'll put this out there right now. This is not a knock to Prezak, to DJ, to anybody who's running a women's show or anything. I have so much respect for them. They've helped me out with so much stuff. But the times that they created their promotions was a time where they named it something so you knew it was a women's promotion. Uh, it sounded like dainty. It sounded like a women's name. It was Shimmer. It was Women's Superstars Uncensored, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is great because, again, back then when they first created it, you needed to do something like that. Right. I'm, I'm at the mindset now that to continue moving forward, we need to make everything 100% equal. Yeah. So the name Fury was specifically designed because nothing about it will tell you either way if it's a women's promotion or not. Very true. On top of that, we are kind of flipping the script on it. Usually when you go to a wrestling show, you'll see one, maybe two women's matches and everything else is men's matches, right? We're the opposite. We'll have maybe one or two men's matches. Everything else (laughs) on the card is women's matches. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, I do want to say, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I said that's obviously by design. I, I want yeah. people to pick up on it. I want people to see it and I want them to realize, you know, it's it's not a women's promotion, which is the one thing I, I tell uh, the wrestlers mm-hmm. that I bring in. Because once you say women's promotion, you are normalizing that men's wrestling is right. like true wrestling. Very true. So as far as I'm concerned, Fury Pro Wrestling 
is a wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. I've, I got tons of comments here. <laughs> <laughs> very, very a lot of a lot of intellect was just dropped here. Um, the one thing I want to I do want to say really quick before I make my comments is that where did you meet and when when and where did you meet our buddy Jason Heat? Oh, Jason. Yeah, Jason is amazing. I can't say enough great things about him. Um, I actually met him by happenstance. We had a mutual friend um, who goes to all of the plays that uh, Jason and his theater company Flying V put on. He's a huge yep. supporter of them, right? I I knew this guy from like back in the day. We used to work at a bookstore like in 2001, 2002. Winded up catching up on Facebook because that's exactly what Facebook is for. Absolutely. And, or should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jason, at one point, uh, had posted online that, because he he's always been a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. And he's always wanted to get involved and just to see how things worked out. So he just posted out there, just for everyone to read, that he's interested in meeting somebody who knows something about wrestling. And might be able to help him like figure out how to get into like the backstage stuff. Just so happened that our mutual friend read that, knew that I was doing stuff with uh, like PPW at the time, and I had promoted fight a little bit. Contacted me and said, "Hey, I have a guy who wants to talk to you." <laughs> so we winded up sitting down, had a conversation, talked to Jason, and we actually. Uh, we started talking about just storylines and everything we were doing when we did the rebranding of fight in 2016, the one at Boonesboro show, mm -hmm. we winded up bringing Jason on originally as a consultant for the storylines. Mm -hmm. But when he came in and I cannot speak enough about his work ethic, it's amazing. Everything that he winded up doing, all the stories that he winded up polishing up the promos that he winded up, like just making so much better me and Raddick both realized he needs to be the head writer. Mm. <laughs> so that's what we did. I was pretty much the concept guy. And then he was the like nuts and bolts guy. He'd flesh <laughs> everything out for you. <laughs> exactly. That was like, here's the kind of story we want to do. And then he showed up and painted the picture. Got it. And he's ah. done an amazing job. I can't say enough good things about him with all of that. That is um, my. He helped us out. Hmm? I was gonna say, yeah, that's my guy. I, every time I see him, I'm just overly thrilled. It's always such positive energy, and, and I mean, this guy—he always got ideas going on. I'm, I'm just <laughs> to be around him is is absolutely just a blessing at times. Oh yeah, yeah, and then he's uh, he's still involved. He's our play-by-play uh, -by -play for yep. Fury Pro Wrestling right now. Yep, yep. I'm definitely in my check so, out. Yeah, we're uh, we're keeping we're definitely keeping him around. <laughs> very good you know what's funny too um when um uh the debut show for uh for fury um when we were back in the, um should we what do we what do we call that room like the i don't want to say the commentary room but more or less the the um what would you call that room the video room um, oh, the, the room where uh, Jason and Missy are? Yeah. For the commentary? That's yeah. technically the control room for the okay. studio. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I remember sitting back there and going down the notes with him, and he's like, oh, you have anything you want to add to it? I'm like, hey, you're the pro, man. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm in your presence. But he's such a humbling guy. I ran into him not too long ago, too, at a convention. But any anyone, like, you know, definitely check out Flying V Theater. Um, that's at Flying V Theater on Twitter. And Jason Heat's um, Twitter page is Jason Heat. FV, um, so you can definitely keep keep an eye out on them. Everything that he has going on in the uh, theater world, and dude, he just talks good wrestling knowledge. So it's definitely a good guy to follow, um, and definitely a great asset for the Fury family. So, um, so anywho, what do we have next? Okay, so let's let's actually talk about Fury now. So we we got the background, how we got to the name, um, the the first show which was run. Um, June 10th, 2018, um, in Rockville, Maryland. P first of all, the car for a debut show. Now, I had to admit, I had to raise my eyebrows a little bit because <laughs> I was just like, 
this card is not a debut card. <laughs> this is this is a, <laughs> this card says like I've been running for a long time and I'm bringing in some of the heavy hitters. I mean, granted, if you really look at this card, half of this card is of people from Woman of Honor or just flat out top independent stars. Period. Like. I, I don't know how much it costs to book a show, but if I'm looking at this, I mean, there's no slouch on this card. Everyone, <laughs> I think everyone here should be asking for some type of premium pay or whatever. But um, <laughs> it was, it was like my, my first of all, I have to say my first remarks about the show is from going to independent shows. The fact that it started at this time and ended at the time it said it was going to end was the <laughs> A plus in my book. I don't care what happened in the ring. When it was over, it was over. <laughs> no, yeah, no that's, that's definitely one of the biggest things I, uh, I pride myself. Because, again, I come from a television background. I do work in television. Yeah. And we know how to hit times. Because if you're doing a live show and they're telling you you need to be out by 4 p.m., you need to be out by 4 p.m. Right. So I have nothing but training on how to get timing down perfectly. And awesome. I, I'm, I've been in your shoes. You know, I've been to shows that either start late, go late, and just after a while, it's like you just don't want any of that in your life anymore, right? Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm running on a Sunday afternoon. I know people got to get places, you know. They work, so, you know, it's just a common courtesy of if the show is going to start at 2, it's going to end at 4. Bravo yeah. for time management. I applaud you because that that is that's become one of my pet peeves in the last few years. It seems with indie shows, just like either running long or just not starting when they say they're going to start, or if they do say they're going to start, then it's like, oh no, we got a we got a bunch of matches where guys are just going to go into business and do what they want to do for like an extra twenty minutes, and no no one's willing to get the hook and shut things down. It's like, come on. Keep yeah. it going. Keep things moving. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, I remember, too, the uh, one of the comments that I had uh, when the main event was finishing up um, in the triple threat. Mm -hmm. We had some of the, the workers standing in the back in the gorilla position. We have a giant monitor back there so we can keep an eye on what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as it hit, PB Smooth took a look at his phone and he was like, oh, man, you actually finished right on time. <laughs> 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 it's an anomaly these days i swear yeah so even even the workers back there they were yeah they were all shocked too <laughs> so i'm gonna give a few of my observations about um being there obviously the the the, the studio was amazing um i i like i like the acoustics i like uh, it was cool to see um uh, being in a real studio seeing um video um cameras from all angles um uh, again, being in the command room was pretty cool. But one thing you you emphasized on earlier, and I totally have to agree, is that there was a sense of comfort um, in that locker room. No one, you can tell when people feel a little bit out of place. So you see talent kind of like snooping around. You know, they're there to do a job, but you know they, you know they're they're more got the mentality of wanting to be in and out. But everyone who was there was socializing. Um, there was food around for people, and um, it, it just was a very, very family-oriented feel. And again, like, you know, just being a fan, some of the names I was in the locker room, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, within meters of this person. <laughs> Yet, it was no sense of, like, either tension or un or being uncomfortable. Everyone was really nice, well-spoken. That Again, that goes from staff, talent, and everything. Um and then getting into the arena itself, uh, very intimate setting. Um, it does so. The, the studio itself isn't entirely big. It's not your traditional indie show with rows and rows of seats. Um, it is very. Um, it, it's intimate, so I'll say. So there's there's limited seating, um, but yet being in that studio, the acoustics that bounce around in that place. I mean, you're hearing chops blast through there, and um, you're right there. You're right there up front. And it's 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 just really um it's really a good time. So anybody that's still like maybe on their 50 50 and wanting to go check it out, I mean, I'm definitely giving my thumbs up of approval. You wanna go, you wanna get your tickets, um, uh, we'll get to where you can find those at. But that is unlike anything you've been to, um, as far as like um venues because of the fact of like I said, it's a 
television studio. So it, everything is just flat out legit there as far as the technology. Um, even even the um even the curtains when they're coming through, you really feel like you're like in like I'll put it this way. The easiest way to describe what what I what I being being here is like one of those episodes on Glow, how they have that set up. It felt exactly the same way, except I was there, so it was just like really surreal, you know what I mean? Um, but when it comes down to uh, you know, having a venue and such like that, what is it? What is it really? What is what is your objective there for fans? Well, the the number one objective is I just want people to have fun. I want them to come in. I want them to enjoy the show, enjoy all the matches, everything that's coming in and out, right? Um, but ultimately, obviously, I want to grow the brand and uh, mm-hmm. expand to outside of that studio at some okay. point. Um, but right now, I do like the the intimacy behind it and just just how close people can get to the uh the whole situation and if if i could but you know we have uh maryland state laws with the athletic commission and everything i would probably try to get people closer to the ring kind of like how you see with uh beyond wrestling or something okay okay um because beyond uh from what from what i've seen they run mainly out of like bars and stuff so you know the the whole (laughs) intimate atmosphere and everything they have it's kind of what we're doing as well yeah um, so yeah, I'm just um, I'm just trying to kind of cultivate that audience of people who you know, they who want to feel like they're part of the show because they're just so close to the action. There's really no bad seat in the entire room. Very true, absolutely very true. Um, I just had another qu- something else has struck my mind for a second. Go, While you're thinking like- of that, though, I mean, it also reminds me like thinking about you know wrestling has a rich history of like taping in TV studios, whether as you know, Memphis or the old TBS show back in the day, six Oh five. I mean, those were classic TV studio wrestling shows in a tiny room where just the action was in your face and everything happened right there. There wasn't a big, huge entrance way or nothing. It was a very stripped down bare bones show. But I think what there is to be said for that though, a lot of times it made the emotions of the show super intense because everything is right on top of you and there's no getting away from it in a tiny environment like that. Well, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um d- yeah, just again, just to d- drop some names. I was on that first show. Um, Zoe Sky, who uh just guest on the show, definitely want to check out that interview as she talks about um being part of the debut show and the storyline with that going into the main event, which we'll talk about in, in a second. Um, Sashi Blackheart was there, Victor Benjamin and Lady Frost, like you said, PB Smooth was there, Jenny Rose, Stella Gray, some uh, woman of honor talent, Kylie Ray, Lainey Luck, um. Jason, uh, James, Jason, James Ellsworth, and Sue Young, which was a classic of a match. Um, Jordan Grace and um, Kelly Klein, which was an interest match, which ultimately ended up becoming a triple threat where uh, Brittany Blake was able to be involved in that as well, too. So, um, and you can watch this show because this show is available on video on demand, is it? Correct. It's on a uh, pivot chair. That's right. Wow. And that information you can be found and all of this information you can find at freeprowrestling.com. But let's talk about what is coming up this Sunday, October. Oh, I know what I was going to ask too now that I just thought about it. But let's talk about what's coming up October 7th, 2018, this Sunday. Free Pro Wrestling is back for their second show. And this one right here. Um, see, the first show kind of was a humble beginning, but this show... There's a media tension going on in this main event, which we'll talk about again. Listen to Zoe Sky's uh, last interview with us, um, and you can get all the backstory and everything with that one one great show. Um, and I'm very big fan of Zoe Sky. But uh, okay, so my original question is, why Rockville, Maryland? I have been oh. like born and raised Maryland, right? Mm-hmm. And I love wrestling. And there's wrestling on the Eastern shore. There's wrestling in Northern Maryland. There's wrestling out towards West Virginia. Yeah. And there's wrestling in Northern Virginia. There is nothing in Montgomery County and there's nothing in Washington, DC. Yep. And that has always, always struck me as there are over a million people living here. And these people have to drive really far out just to watch an independent wrestling show. If that's what they want to do. 
So I wanted to specifically run a show in Montgomery County and try to stay in Montgomery County and continue running the shows for the people who are in the DC area, the people who are in Montgomery County area in like the Southern Maryland area who don't really have a close wrestling show to go to. I I mean, that was instantly my, my initial thought is just like, wow, this first of all, I always ask people, why not Washington DC? Uh, we do know, like you said, you've marked all the territories, but there is a very demanding fan base within this, you know, this Washington, D.C. Uh, metropolitan area. There's shows ran in uh, Northern Virginia, like I said, but that leaves the whole entire other side of the Beltway, which is, you know, Montgomery County, Prince George's County. So for, for a show to be right there, I think is like um, untapped potential. And um, I think that based on the first show, um, you're definitely coming out uh, with a hot head of steam. And I think that more and more we're going to see the uh, more and more fans come out and be a little and be more interested in this. But uh, October 7th, like I said, Fury Pro Wrestling will be making their second show. This will be at 7548 Standish Place, Rockville, Maryland. The doors open up at 1.30 p.m. Bells at 2 p.m. Um, and like I said, there's limited seating. All information can be found at FuryProWrestling.com. Scheduled to appear thus far, it's going to be Shashi Blackheart, uh, Jim Cross, Stella Gray, Lainey Luck, Kylie Ray, Tara Calloway, Penelope Four, Solo Darden, Jordan Blay, and Emma Lou. Well, <laughs> funny enough, I did not name our main event for this match, <laughs> which will be Sue Young versus zoe sky now we talked to her about this and uh, zoe has always been one of those type of people where she said she just wants to help and you know she felt like there was a there was an interest for her to come out to try to simmer things down since there was a, sue was you know pretty ticked off about the result of her match uh rightfully so in some cases maybe because you know james ellsworth does what he has to do in order to pick up a win so but and it ended up resulting in referees, uh, the referee, um, other um, uh, ring crew, and other talent. And ultimately, Zoe's guy with a bloodbath, which brings us to our main event. Now, I want to know. Now, the, the day was going really good for you as well, too. I'm sure a big smile on your face, seeing the crowd reaction, things are on pace. But what was the conversation like with you and Zoe after this event? It was um, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, I wanted to make sure she was okay once she came to the back. Um, I had my uh, one of my helpers wind up taking over the gorilla position and everything. So I wanted to make sure she was, you know, just fine and okay with everything that was going on. And as soon as we got the towel on her and we're uh, cleaning her off, she just immediately was like, "Sue, Sue can't get away with this." And I, I asked her, like, what do you mean by that? And she said, I absolutely want Sue Young next mm. show. So when Zoe Sky has that kind of conviction behind her words, you're kind of going to go with it. Oh, yeah. So I went ahead and uh, I set it up. I booked it. And uh, from what I understand, it is actually a first time ever that these two will ever be in the ring together against each other. That is confirmed. Yep, it sure is. That was my that was my question too. I I I I I'm very I'm a little surprised it is, but nonetheless it is. Um, and this isn't like I said, this isn't coming from humble beginnings. Um, sort of say I guess this might be a pun, but there's a uh, this bad blood here. Oh yeah, yeah. They because uh, I mean, like you said, Zoe was a. Uh... She was just trying to defuse the situation. She wanted to go out there and make sure everyone was safe, that Sue could calm down. And Sue, just in her blood rage, I assume, her, that, again, it's, it's hard to actually talk to Sue because you don't really talk to Sue, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sue's just kind of Sue. Like, you, you have to hope you don't get on her bad side when she's around. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so just trying to do what she felt was right. And now she feels like that there's a, a score to be settled. I I believe at the first show you explained to well we all know that the the fight commission sanctions uh, the Maryland fight commission sanctions uh, Fury Pro and Sue doesn't quite play very friendly. I mean, <laughs> with any 
with any arms reach of his chance, he's gonna grab a chair. Does that does yeah, that concern I, you a little? It I concerns mean, me a lot. It concerns me a lot. I uh every every time Sue is uh on a show, yeah, I am very worried about what the commission is going to say, what the commission is going to do. Um, I don't I don't believe in the history of the Maryland State Athletic Commission. They've ever come out and forcibly stopped a match. But if it's ever gonna happen and you hear it here first, it's probably going to be a Sue Young match. <laughs> An undead bride is not going to follow the rules of man or the Maryland State Athletic Commission, most likely. So you per- never know what may, happen at, what may happen at Fury Pro Wrestling this weekend. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so uh, uh, other matches that you have announced for it, if you can uh, give us a little scoop on that. Uh, so some of the other matches that we have, if you recall, we had um, at our last show, we did Laney Luck versus Kylie Ray. Mm-hmm. And the two of them almost went to a full 20 minute uh, time limit, but Very they true. actually winded up knocking each other out and neither one of them could respond to a 10 count after a uh, attempted superplex. Mm, yeah. Uh, I caught and I, I told them I want to do this match again. Um, you know, we can set it up as a no time limit. We can set it up as, you know, whatever the two of you want. And they both came back to me and said they, they don't want to fight each other. They actually want to team together. Huh. And hmm. I'll be honest, it caught me off guard because that's not exactly what I was expecting. And, uh, of course, uh, I'm sitting here scrambling, thinking, okay, I need to find a tag team now <laughs> um, for them to go against because, you know, I'm not, not going to say no to these two. They're, they're friends. They've been friends. And now... I guess after that match, they realized, oh, we could probably be better together. Mm-hmm. So I put the call out there, and uh, Jordan Blade and uh, Emma Lou, uh, chronically punctual, winded up responding. They were um, they were a little, I won't say upset, but definitely not happy <laughs> when I when I informed them they would be going up against the new tag team because uh, these two have been teaming with each other for a while now. Yeah. And they, they kind of take their tag team and a tag team division very seriously. Yeah. So they, they're kind of not happy with the idea of, oh, these two people who've never worked together, who've never teamed together, think they can just come in here and more or less run the show. Mm. So they they kind of have a little chip on their shoulder and they're trying to prove something here that, you know, just saying you're a team doesn't make you a team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those two always got a chip on their shoulder, so um, it'd be interesting to see if if, if that tag team, who, who who sometimes in the past have been a little dysfunctional, versus a new tag team that was dysfunctional that wants to be a team. I mean, this 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 match can get out of hand uh, in a, in a, in a, in the early seconds, so we'll see. That should be good. Um, and who else do you have booked uh, for this upcoming Sunday? I also have um, the Monster Hunter. Mm. It's Tara Calloway. This ah. was also an interesting thing as well. And uh, about booking the show, scheduling everything, contacted Shotzi, and she informed me that she had made some kind of an epiphany and realized that there are several monsters who are running around in the world of professional wrestling, kind of doing what they want, taking what they want. <laughs> Shotzi has decided to take it upon herself to hunt these monsters now. She's not waiting for them to do anything. She is calling all of them out. The first one she wanted was Tara Calloway. Going right Oof. for the dinosaur right off the bat. <laughs> that is no uh, small feat. <laughs> She's starting at the top. Oh, no. She. Definitely uh, setting her bar high, and uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure she, if she can knock out Tara, I'm pretty sure she's just trying to send a message out there. Yeah, I'm about to say, it sounds like she wants to go 0 for 2 in uh, Fury <laughs> matches, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that one. Um, I did see on uh, your official Instagram, which is at Fury underscore wrestling, that you will have Jim Cross versus Penelope Ford. Now, um, now, I don't think I've ever seen them work each other. This might be a first time either, but there's going to be a lot of attitude in this ring right now. <laughs> um, and and interesting. You know what's really interesting about this this match that I don't even think people are thinking about? 
Gemma Cross aligned herself with Brittany Blake at the first show. Penelope Ford frequently, who they started in the business together, team a tag team in the past together with Brittany Blake. And I know this might have happened at other uh, promotions, but you have to think. If you're trying to get advantage on your or your opponent, you might have to phone a friend. There might be some, as we like to say, under under the table shade here between the two of these. <laughs> this does this is not just a match, one person versus the next person. There, there, there might be a little bit of a bad blood on this one, too. What's your take on that, Mike? Well, the the whole situation with Gemma Cross has been very interesting. She uh she was with us in fight. Uh, a lot of the stuff that happened with Fight has actually transitioned over to uh, what's been going on here in Fury. But the team of the Sinister Sweethearts of Samantha Heights and Brittany Blake um, winded up taking Gemma Cross under their wing, kind of mm. out of nowhere, to be honest. Uh, they refer to her as the uh, Sweetheart in Training, which I absolutely refuse to have them use an acronym for that. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Gemma is, you know, she's doing great. She, I, I think she can be somebody. I think she's still really new. She still has a lot to figure out, has a lot to polish off, but she's on her way. I just think it's very interesting that she decided to align herself with the Sinister Sweethearts of all people. So we've been yeah. seeing Gemma kind of taking a more diabolical turn, cheating to win and uh, doing everything she can to kind of get in people's way to mm-hmm. make sure that Brittany or Samantha wind up getting a win. Um, I don't know if you recall at the last show, Brittany Blake really was not happy that uh, she wasn't technically scheduled. And I'll I'll be the first one. Yeah, I'll be the first one to admit it. You know, obviously it's a first show. Things get hectic. Things start falling through the cracks. She was absolutely 100% correct. She was the very first person I contacted once I knew that we were going to be doing a show. And I feel horrible about it. She didn't get a match. Um. But yeah, she she talked to me afterwards and she pretty much reiterated that she's sick and tired of all the the new people coming in Uh and getting a spot before her. Uh So when Penelope Ford was announced, I actually winded up getting a call from Gemma. And Uh it was interesting because it was more or less exactly verbatim what Brittany had said, Uh that the new people shouldn't be getting a shot, that the people who've been there should be respected and i get it Mm. i get all of it you know we're trying to grow as a company though so new faces have to show up Mm. so i i gave Gemma cross penelope ford because that's what she wanted Mm. i'm looking forward to that way uh britney blake's promo on the first show i felt that as people like to say i literally felt that i was like yeah don't know where Mike's hiding, but uh, don't come out here right now. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought every bit of everything she was saying. Um, so, outside of everything that you have announced now, thus far, do you have anything possibly you could maybe hint at for us was coming for this Sunday? We do have all the matches have not been announced. I can say that. Okay. Um, two more matches will be announced this week. Um, and it'll be uh, a closing of a chapter. It's pretty much all I can say about that for now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there may or may not be some surprise appearances as well. Mm. I can't confirm or deny <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if there will be set appearances, but there's definitely things happen at the Fury Pro Wrestling shows. Let's put it that way. All right. All right. Wheels just- are in motion. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> I definitely look forward to seeing uh, a debut in Solo Darling, one of my favorites uh, who's announced to it. And again, anybody's looking for all this information about the card and everything that's been announced, uh, FuryProWrestling.com is your first stop. Your second stop is at Fury underscore wrestling on Twitter. Uh, Will, did you have anything So before uh, we let Mike get out of here for tonight? I, I really like the approach that you're taking that you ran down earlier with the idea of normalizing the women's involvement where it's not like they're the, they're the majority of the show in fury, but you're not highlighting that because we're past that point. I, I really like that. And that, that reminds me of like, I've seen a lot of pushback in like the last about two years as WWE has like, you know, gone and tried to, you know, 
they're finally doing a women's only pay-per-view, but it's like, as they've done, you know, the whole like first women's hell in a cell, first women's Royal rumble, first women's money in the bank. And as they did all those one after another, there began to be pushback on that. We're just, Oh, they're just, they just keep pushing this whole history narrative and they just keep pushing this whole idea of, you know, where we're doing this, we're making history, blah, 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 blah. blah. And like, I quickly mentioned to people that was like, you know, once you get past that first one, then they can't push that anymore. Then it's just, it's the norm. You got to get through that first one to then make it the norm where it's then, you know, this is what it is. Women are in all these type of matches. Women have more matches on the show. Women are having their own pay-per-view. It's the whole, I, I hate to use that term since that's what they're calling it. The evolution of what's, you know, going on in wrestling and to now have fury pro having a promotion with majority of women on the card, but not highlighting that or like hanging your hat specifically on that and just being like, no, this is what we are. This is what the company is. This is our flavor of wrestling. I, that that's the next step. I really like it. I think that's a really great way of doing things. And I'm really curious to see where this uh, goes. Excited for the second show this uh, Sunday, October 7th, Rockville, Maryland. People need to come out. Right on. Um, so Mike, uh, anything else you want to plug or add before uh, we let you get out of here for the night? Uh, just aside from the, uh, the show is this Sunday, October 7th in Rockville, Maryland. Uh, tickets are still on sale. You can go to furyprowrestling.com and, uh, you'll see the links there on how to uh, buy them. Right on. T t tickets are $20. Again, there's no bad seat in the house. I'm going to confirm that. Um, <laughs> seriously um it's a good time and, and and if you love independent wrestling um and you love the intimacy of independent wrestling and you want to be part of something special um you want to do it especially for our fan base uh within the merlin dc virginia area um it's sunday and i know you probably got things to do but i can guarantee you when the bills start and when it's over at i believe five because it started at, uh, doors open at 1 30 bell time is at two <laughs> um, I believe it's over at five or maybe four. What, what time is it? It's over at four. It's at four. You're out at four. That's quick. So it's quick. Tell your, you know, the kids, the wife, or the, the husband, whoever, whoever is coming out, whatever. You're you will be home approximately your commute time after four o'clock. It is very, very sharp. It's a good time. Um, again, Mike and his staff are all professionals, all the talent that's coming in, big name stars. Again, I mean. <laughs> this is not this is not just uh, uh, a kickstarter uh promotional <laughs> uh pro uh promotion just getting started with this you know names you may not heard these are big names coming out and you're getting your bang for your buck for twenty dollars and and overall beside beyond that that first show proved to me that um there's magic here in rockville maryland so um again you want to step over at FuryProWrestling.com for all your information, ticket sales, and everything. And for Mike Valentine, we thank you so much for taking time out tonight to chat with us, to get us updated on your story, and talking about Fury Pro. Thank you for having me. No problem. And we will catch all you guys this Sunday. So come out.